Now, in Baryshnikov's case, if you're just that flawless in ballet, no, Rudolf Nureyev, um, you know, people like that, no. But I would say, and both of them tried to act. <laughs> well, actually, Baryshnikov actually has an Oscar nomination for Turning Point. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know he won an Oscar nomination for that. He, yeah, he won a nomination. He's not got an Oscar, which you know, it's funny. That's one of my favorite movies. People forget about. Leslie Brown also has an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress for that the was a wonderful, but that was with Gregory Hines too, right? Or yeah. am I no, Gregory was in White Knights. I love Gregory Hines. Well, I mean, again, here's a person who became famous as a dancer, mm-hmm. but Gregory Hines is also an actor. Hidden Battle, Gregory Birch. If you if you look at most dancers that people know, I would say it's because they are more triple threats, even though dancing is their first talent. Mm-hmm. Like Amy and, Adams, like I say, Amy Adams trained to be a ballet dancer. Most yeah. people don't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's there's tons of them. Charlize Theron. So many hmm. actors or dancers. You know, um, it's interesting because we through the studio. Um, I, I've been, you know, I art directed at, at Hernan's studio, Hernan Photography. You should have Hernan on your show. He's amazing. He's worked with a lot of celebrities. He also helps people, you know, get started because. You know, today it's different, Mark. When these kids are on these Netflix shows and stuff, it isn't like, okay, when like when you were on Julia as a child, like everybody saw that because there were only so many shows to watch. I think there were only three channels. There were three channels, you're correct. So, I mean, you know, I grew up as a little boy going, that little boy's on TV. Wow, I wonder if I could be on TV one day. So, you know, you're an inspiration, but you've always been an inspiration for a lot of kids, I'm sure thing about that is let's let's think about this so all of these when i get an actor we're going to shoot i have to do my research of course because there's so many wonderful people out there and there's so many things to be on nico gretham was was one of the shoots i did he did the prom with um meryl streep the film he's on a uh he's on a netflix series um a couple of them are like uh what was interesting about him though was he did Newsies on Broadway. So I was like, he he won, he was down to the end for So You Think You Can Dance. This man is talented. Now, will he be known as a dancer? No, he's d- done a lot of movies, but people do remember he was on So You Think You Can Dance, but he will have the opportunity to do something again that will introduce the fact that he started out as a dancer and he's an amazing, flawless dancer. Um, so when, when talent like that, you know, Come, comes into play, which I think a lot more do because they do win these competitions. And so you think you can dance. There's always flawless people even competing that don't win those. And then they do have a knack for acting or something. They do become famous kind of in another genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked with a, a lot of named talents, John Travolta, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You've mentioned Mitzi Gaynor. Rita Moreno, Julia Prowse, any any other people you've worked with or stories that you would care to share with uh, people? Interesting I learned, little tidbits or I well I I I did work with so many celebrities and and had such opportunities and and I'll tell you I was like a sponge just in anybody I worked with Patty Duke you know it's interesting and this is where I think like the whole life coaching metaphysical thing comes into play 
like I was watching a TV as a kid and one of my favorite shows that I probably watched in reruns. I don't even think I watched first run was the Patty Duke show. And I remember that was the first pilot I booked here, Mark. <laughs> in LA and I give an audition to be a Russian soldier on Hail to the Chief. I go to a sound stage. I think it was like a Gardner stage or something. There's Patty Duke and Herschel Bernardi rehearsing a scene. And there's me and two other actors that they're going to read for the Russian soldier part. Mm. And Patty Duke is done with the scene. She looks at us and I must've been just like, my jaw was just, my jaw was dropped. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, huh. here's one of like somebody, you know, and I, you know, I was all like 20 years old at the time. And she's like, are you, are you guys here to audition for the show? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, like, I hope you get it. And she, she like winked at us. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And then I did get the job and, and I was like, and then I saw her, her years later. Um, so I think that just about every celebrity I worked with to me, like, I think one of the biggest exciting things that happened to me was I was a huge fan of Gene Kelly, having watched Singing in the Rain and all the movies. As wow. Did you ever get to meet him? I did. Wow. Because I met Donald O'Connor. I met, like, I met Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly. Mitzi used to give a big Christmas party. And she would invite everybody. I met both the Gabors. I met so many of them. I was like, wow, you're in a room with some of you idolized. And yeah, wow. Legendary like, people. Yeah, like who would have thought from... You think the dancers of today even know about the dancers back then? I know I was at uh, getting my teeth cleaned the other day and the 20-something-year-old dental hygienist had no idea who Marlon Brando was, who Cary Grant was. Um, who Jimmy Stewart was. Do you think these young dancers know about these uh, uh, legendary former dancers? I don't, but can I tell you what I do think? The ones that are going to be more successful do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I will be honest with you. I think that that mentality throughout the industry um, just doesn't help them, if that makes sense to you, because mm -hmm. those everybody you just mentioned is a legend and we can learn something from all of them. Mm -hmm. And I feel when, when talent doesn't really know, um, you know, who the, the history the talent is that, you know, they're aspiring to um, take over sort of the baton from that. It's just sad. Yeah. When you were dancing professionally, what kind of things did you do to ensure that you stayed fit and strong enough to perform? You still look very fit and strong, if you don't mind my saying so. But are, is it just naturally genetically where you don't really have to do anything or what what role does fitness? Uh... No. Well, fitness and nutrition plays a big role. I had the opportunity to go and I really did this for the love of my heart. And we're, I'm on a little sab sabbatical now because of the pandemic, but I judge dance competitions for headliners. Prior to that, I really wanted to teach. I hadn't taught dance in years. And I went out to teach. So I think that helps keep me fit is because I want to demonstrate for the kids. <laughs> you, know, so you have to kind of do it well. Mm -hmm. um, I do, you know, watch my diet. I try to exercise regularly. I just think it's a good part of, of anything everybody should do. I will tell you, I always feel connected as a dancer, you know, I, it, something you said that I, I didn't even think that I wanted to mention. You said dance opened up every opportunity in my life. And I will tell you something, every opportunity in my entire life, which is even having my own clothing business was open to me through a door because I was a dancer. So How I that happened. That's right. You, you, uh, with your brother formed a, uh, your own clothing apparel line. How, how'd that, how did you get into that? Yeah, that was, that was quite a success. Well, 
that happened because um, opportunity meets preparation. <laughs> it's funny. My friend Paul that I was talking about was such a mentor to me. He was a director and I was literally doing Mitzi Gaynor's act. And, um, and, and I, I think I, you know, cause Mitzi, you've come in and out. And I think I did another musical and then, and I came back and Thursdays were beach days in LA. And he's like, we come Gary Thursday, beach day, we'd go to the beach and we'd sit there and complain about why we were doing these jobs and not on a TV series like you. <laughs> and he goes, he says to me, very funny, something very funny that I remember. He goes, you know, Gary, if you ever are, get tired of shaking behind someone else, and I know he meant in a loving way, you should consider going to business with your brother. So my brother was designing swimsuits out of necessity in Ohio um, because he had a friend who was, a, 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 he wouldn't so like her at all, but he was, he studied costume design for theater. And um, a friend of his said her boyfriend was like a for ladies only, like a Chippendales dancer. And he's like, oh, well, I don't do that kind of stuff. She's like, will you please create something for him? So he hired another friend of ours, Patty, who um, he's like, Patty, you have to help me work with the Lycra. And he came up with this swim line and he would, I'd be touring with musicals, like 40 seconds or whatever. And he would send me swimsuits. So I'd wear them at the pool. They were like, where did you get that swimsuit? And I was like, well, you can't buy this. My brother made it. And they're like, well, can you make me one too? So my friend says, he goes, you know, I know you really want to be a choreographer and you may get tired shaking behind people. Did you ever think about going into business with your brother? And I'm like, oh. And he said to me, you know, most actors have businesses they do besides acting, like they open restaurants. I was like, he said, then you could decide when you have a clothing company, what to go on and what not to go on. Mark from his mouth to God's ears. I was touring with 42nd Street. We started this swim company. He hired people to help him. We were in business together. And I remember a dear friend of mine backstage, we were messing around and she said, you know, one of the swimsuits we had designed was sent out for editorial. It was in a fashion magazine. And she's like, Gary, I don't know why I think about this, but I'm going to just come to LA one day. You're not even going to be in show business anymore. You're going to be in these big offices and, and you're just going to be like this big swimsuit magnet. And I was just laughing, Mark. I want to say three or four years later, she was living in New York. Uh, she came and we had lunch and she goes, Gary, do you remember the day I said that? Look at this. And she, she came into our, my office showroom. And I was like, wow, I forgot that she'd said that. So it's, you know, what you say is very power, powerful. Always remember that. Mm-hmm. But the thoughts you, the thoughts you have right now create your future. That's what Louise Hayes said. That's what I've always believed in, but I'm living proof that that's always happened to me. Mm-hmm. Do uh, dancers typically have to take side jobs and are not able to make their living solely off dancing? And if that is the case, how could a dancer maybe take some of what they're making? I don't even know what dancers typically make in a year, but to be able to do something like open up a, uh, an apparel line like you did or to to use that money for real estate investments or, I mean, are they getting enough money to do those things? I mean, well, what, what can dancers do to... This is, a, this is an amazing question, Mark. And that's why I encourage people to sing and dance. You know, dancers work a lot. Okay, maybe with the pandemic, no, but part of the fact that I, I came to like to try to be an actor. Um, <laughs> it's not that I didn't want to be a dancer. It's like I was trying to, you know, segue into something better, but I could always work as a dancer. So remember, dancers work all the time. You could dance in a commercial. So in other words, 
you can wait tables in between. And I did a couple of times, but don't forget that, especially when there was no pandemic, a dancer can work in so many mediums that an actor can't because, you know, for a film and television actor, you could do a play on Broadway or something, but if you sing and dance, that opens a wealth of opportunities for you. I turned down cruise ships twice. Um, you can dance, of course, in Broadway tours. You can dance in Vegas shows. You can dance in a, a TV, a dance to movies, TV commercials. Um, you can teach dance. There are so many avenues to teach dance to children. Um, you can now even teach those classes at the gym. I mean, I've had hip, I've taken hip hop classes at the gym. So I think you can create your own content and throw it on TikTok and get sponsorships. So I do think dancers work a lot more than other industry people. Are they paid as well? Well, it depends on the gig, of course, but you know, I, I think many dancers are able to support themselves when they're younger by going from gig to gig more so than if you're just a young actor out there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's even dance chases just, I didn't mean to, you know, like, like this started when we were younger, Julie McDonald at MSA, there are just dance agents that just handle dancers and they make a good living, obviously, because there's industrial shows. I mean, there's just so many uh, venues that use dancers. Hmm. So there's a lot of work out there for dancers. Do, do dancers have their own union? Well, dancers are covered under our, all of our unions. So that's a great They're part question. of SAG then, and equity. So yes, correct. They're, they're equity, they're SAG-AFTRA. Well, when you know, doing, when they're doing like a Vegas show, uh, those were AGVA. Well, so in our day, okay, so I'm glad they minimized this. And I'm glad SAG-AFTRA is one union because you realize ballet is covered under AGMA, A-G-M-A, which is the American Guild of Mus Musical Artists. For I don't know why ballet went under AGMA. Do you realize as a dancer, you have to be in the following un unions when we were, when I was young, AGMA, AGVA, the American Guild of Variety Artists, Actors' Equity, AEA, Screen Actors' Skills, SAG, and AFTRA. You, as a dancer, you had to join five different unions, but you worked a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, thank God it's just SAG, AFTRA, and Equity, but yes, dancers are members of those unions. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us something about your very first experience when you performed on stage? Do you get nervous or how do you? Uh, well, I, well, I performed as a child, you know, in a lot of things like, like you. Um, so I always did plays and stuff, but I will tell you an interesting experience when I, I didn't realize I was claustrophobic when I was doing Nutcracker in college. Um, I was actually too big to do it, but they wanted me and this other girl, I think it was a junior in college to do the dolls, you know, the dolls. And, and most people don't realize in the Nutcracker, okay, I was soldier doll. The dolls are in the box the whole time. You know, I don't know how well you know Nutcracker, but Uncle Drosser brings the boxes in. Mm -hmm. And the costume was too tight for me. So I was sitting in the box and I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, oh my God. And I talked to the other dancer in the box. I'm like, these lights are really hot. And we've been in here for a long time because you, you don't come out for a long time. Was a great experience because years later I was doing a commercial in Las Vegas. When I was doing 42nd Street, of course we all got agents, and I got a, a friend of mine and I were booked on the same commercial, and we were in a very tight spot because we had a pop out of the set piece. She's like, "Gary, I'm going to pass out." I was like, "You are not going to pass out. <laughs> Just breathe slowly." So, um, was it a little panicky? I never had panic attacks or anything, but that was kind of a little frightening. You know, um, but I mean, that's just our industry. I, I once did a fashion show for studio at Studio 54 
Um, when I, you know, dancers also do a lot of things like that where you're dancing modeling or, you know, you're, you're doing like, like a hybrid thing. And I had to, we had these, I was at, we were at Studio 54 in New York and me and the other dancer across the room got in this little, little capsule, which was not a capsule, it was just this little thing with a gate. And they sent us up God knows how many feet. And they lowered us down in the costumes. And right before I went on, she's like, Gary, be careful. I couldn't close the gate. I, th- you know, the gate was just this little thing. I mean, that wouldn't have kept me from falling, you know, how many feet. So um, I do think as a dancer, sometimes I did an industrial show, there's sort of stunt-like things that you have to do, like jump off a car or something. But um, I, I never had performance anxiety. I'd probably have per- performance anxiety now if somebody asked me to get up and do something. <laughs> but as a kid. Have you ever forgotten choreography during a, a performance? No, no, but I have a recurring dream that I do that. That's so funny. I have a recurring dream. I did three companies of 42nd Street. That's such a great question. So I did the LA, the national tour, and I did it in Vegas. And this recurring dream that I'm a replacement in the show. Because, you know, 42nd Street was revived 80 million times and a million yeah. people did it. Uh-huh. And I go there and I can't, I don't remember any of the choreography. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, isn't that hilarious? Funny. Uh, I, I've had many dreams of uh, being on stage, doing a monologue in front of an audience and forgetting <laughs> something too. Has it ever happened to you? No, I, not that I can remember, but I know that I've had nightmares of like, uh, uh, being being on stage and having um, um and I've done monologues on stage in live theater but uh that that has been kind of a, a nightmare that I've I've had um what is the most memorable your most memorable performance which which performance of yours do you look back on with the the fondest um gosh that's wow that's a really interesting question but I'll, I'll tell you I don't know I don't I had so I had so many like fond memories of working with Mitzi Gaynor because I learned so much from her. How, how'd you meet her and get involved uh, well, in that little? I guess. Yeah. Well, I just thought I just I just went to the audition here in Los Angeles. You know, there was a, just an open call for the replacement for a couple guys in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm not a great auditioner, and Tommy Walsh and By York Lee, Tommy Walsh did the choreography who was had three Tony Awards at the time. I think he did Best Little Horace in Texas with Tommy Toon and he did Dana Hollywood Night in Ukraine. Anyway, he, he's a Broadway choreographer and I did the audition and initially I didn't get it. So the very night, you know, and of course you never heard. You said, well, well, it wasn't my turn. That's why I always tell people it's not your turn. Oddly enough, the, the, the very next day they called me and they said, are you still interested in doing Mitzi Gaynor's act? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so anyway, I went in and I've never had anybody do this to me. It was so so humbling, which is like my whole life. It's just like humbling to me. I mean, because it's like, I haven't done that much, but I'm just grateful for what little I've done. But um, at the end of the rehearsal, he goes, gosh, I want to, I want to apologize to you. And I was like, I'm sorry. He said, I can't believe we chose this other guy over you. You're like, you're completely amazing. And I can't believe I didn't see that at the audition. I was just like, oh, that, thank you so much for saying that. I was just shocked that he would have said that to me. I don't know that I was amazing. Maybe I was better than the other person. <laughs> I think that in the audition process, they do make a lot of you know, what they might consider mistakes later. Um, I would say the most memorable performance though, was I think that, so I played young Vincent in what they call the LA revival cast of Follies, the Soundheim musical. 
I did that in LA. Honestly, oh God, it was like in the 90s, early 90s or something. And Julia Prowse played Phyllis, one of the leads. And I didn't know this till the show closed. So there was talk that we we're going to take that show, tour it, and it was going to be the Broadway revival, which didn't happen until many years later. Anyway, I did this part of the young ballroom dancer. So I was the ghost of Ed Kerrigan and, and Judy Pierce, who were like, he was a Carol Burnett dancer and a choreographer. So in this play, I was the young version of him. And I loved it. It was a ballroom piece and it was beautiful. And we learned all the lifts and, and I, I just, I just loved doing it. It was like a four minute dance. And it was so challenging for me because there were a lot of lifts in it. Yeah. What, what's it was, the secret to, to those? I saw some of the clips of you doing those lifts and what's the technique to keep in mind for pulling those off successfully? Well, a lot of rehearsal with lifts, as you know, I was just telling somebody the other day, Hey, um, Every girl that's ever been a ballerina stuff has had her head on the floor. Like, like, I'm sorry, like it's timing and you just have to learn the lift, right? But it's really everybody moving at the same time because from a plie, you stretch, you, you press up um, in any lift and it's just rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal mark for any partnering things at all, as you know, because you do ballroom dancing, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just rehearse, 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 but timing is everything. Hmm. Um I was talking to an actor friend of, or not an actor friend of mine, a casting director friend of mine. And she said within the first 30 seconds, she knows if an actor is going to be good or not. Is that applied to dancers as well? Like in the first few steps, do you, do you know if that person can dance or not? Yeah. You know, it's, that's that's essentially the thing from the casting director. I think like Bayarkley said, you can see training when somebody does a couple steps. Uh, yes, but performance, well, I'll tell you, I will tell you something that John Engstrom is a, is a, a, a friend of mine who actually, I, I got my equity card doing 42nd street. So I got in the union and he, the first time he had to replace, uh, dancers on Broadway in the Broadway company, 42nd street, I guess, I don't know if David Merrick or somebody said the following thing to me, he said, John, remember what you see at the audition. That's exactly what you get on the stage meaning you're going to rehearse them for six weeks, but basically that's what you're going to get. So maybe the casting director was referring to that. Like, I I think you can feel, well, acting is such a different beast. And I'll tell you why, in my opinion, if I may just give you that. Mm -hmm. You have a writer and a director and a producer, whatever. And I did do casting because when I managed people, I, I handled a director. We handled some of this casting. With casting, I'll tell you what's so different. You walk in the room and you don't even open your mouth, but I think you're that character. It's hard to convince me you're not that character. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it, it's interesting that, that she said that. And, and I, I do believe, I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd say, of course, that was a cast director, if they're going to be good or not. But I think what you know is if they're going to be good for that role or not within mm-hmm. a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, what advice would you give a young dancer at the beginning of their career? At the beginning of the career, I would say to do two things, study hard and audition before you think you're ready for it, because we're all a work in progress. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't wait. Everybody's like waiting till they're ready. There's, there's Mark in this industry, there's no waiting till you get ready. Right. When you're up at a certain age, if you're right for the part, you're ready. You know, you can look back on any artist and look at their early work and their work, you know, later on and 
you know, judge as you will, but at the end of the day, I would be, and be, be, believe in yourself, of course, and just be flawless. Hmm. What are some of the obstacles uh, one can expect to overcome to have a career as a successful professional dancer? Well, I think that like anything else, this industry, you can't take no as a, we don't like you or forget about it. You, you have to have, you have to have a thick skin. You know, it's funny you mentioned, I was teaching a master class at, I think it was Miami in Miami. Um, when I toured with, I forget what musical anyway, um, I had the sweetest little dancer and she was flawless. Oh, this kid got on point. I was like, Whoa! and she goes, she said to me, she said, you know, we did a Q and A after the show, after the class. And she said, I don't know if I'm, I'd be good enough for Los Angeles or, or um, New York. And I just, I'm worried that people aren't going to be nice. So, I mean, how do you respond to that, Mark? <laughs> You're just like, like some people aren't nice, right? So I thought, oh my gosh, I thought here's this brilliant little ballerina that's going to have a great career. And I have to be honest with her. I said, well, you're, you're, you're really good. I said, you should go to New York or Los Angeles or anywhere and audition for a company outside of Miami Ballet. And, but I said to her, I said, as far as people being nice, I, that I can't promise you because people may not appear nice, but they're really nice because they're just trying to get a job done, you know? Um, but I would tell dancers, don't, don't take anything personally, just like I would tell an actor or any performing artist. That just means it's not your turn, you know? Um, everybody gets a turn. You know what I would tell any artist? Stay in it if you love it, stay in it, stay in it, stay in it, because that's when you get it is when you know there's something there for you. Hmm. Do you think people that leave that don't succeed in any, I'm sorry, in any field, I mean, people that leave don't succeed because they give up. There's just no giving up. It's kind of like uh, you can't expect to win the lottery if you don't keep playing. Absolutely. Keeping if you keep playing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win. But if you don't play, you're you're significantly decreasing your your odds. Right. <laughs> There's very few Lana Turner, whether that's true or not. Uh, Lana Turner being discovered at Schwab's drugstore stories, where someone's just going to see you and say you're the it guy or girl, and right. you know, skyrocket your career. Um, do you think anyone can learn to dance with with some training? I do. I do. And I think I lost a job teaching at AMDA because they didn't like the answers to the questions that I gave them. I'm like, then I don't want to teach at your school. Mm. As I told them, you know, all these stereotypes, you know, at that time, you know, what makes a dancer? I had the desired body, but how many people I see, I don't know the name of the dancer, high school musical, all three of them. There is a girl that was on the cover of dance magazine. I wish I knew the dancer's name, but it slips me. And she was like, a thicker girl, a little bit more heavy set. Kenny Ortega saw her at the audition. She's like, I have to put you in the movie because you are too good not to put in. Hmm. And I support that. You could be any size, you could be any age and start dancing. So you think it's better nowadays as far as bigger girls? I mean, it was this thing that you had to be thin in order to be a dancer, but yes. do you know Phineas Newborn? You know, Phineas. Uh, yes, Phineas yeah. is a good friend His of mine. daughter is more on the thick side, but she is a fabulous dancer 
And there's yes. no reason in the world why she should not be able to make a living as a professional dancer and singer, actually. She's a, a very wonderful singer as well. She's, she's wonderful. I've known Phineas for years. We're, we're, we're dear friends. And I want to say something. Zaya just booked, I'm glad, Zaya just booked two national commercials. It, well, of course, you know, Karine, I mean, there, she's an industry kid, obviously, because they're both, you know, both parents. She's like what we call second generation, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you were, you know, because I believe your dad was an actor, right? Yeah. So, right. So that always helps. But yeah, Zaya's, Zaya's wonderful. Um, I, I've known her since she was a baby. Um, I haven't seen her in years, of course. But again, yeah. And, and if you watch something, I'm glad you said that. Nicki Minaj and, and, and all of the, the, the artists today, I was watching the um, VMA Awards and I was like, that's okay. Most of the women, because, you know, the more Marilyn Monroe body is more in now. Mm-hmm. When I was coming up through dance, no, it was bone thin, everybody. So, mm-hmm. I, and, and I think it's great because they, they look great doing the choreography. You know, right now, a woman with a little bit of a figure is more desirable in that industry, right? Mm-hmm. So it changes just like everything else in life, right? Um, and yeah, no, I think that that uh, now is the day where I enjoy people dancing. I'm sure most audience members do, no matter what they look like. When I see somebody that, that has the joy, the God-given joy of movement through their body, it's, I get chills. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your favorite dancers and choreographers of the past as well as present? Okay, so well, I because okay, thank you for asking this question. Okay, so I adore Misty Copeland, um, but I will tell you, Derek Huff is, you know what, I, I, Derek and Julianne Huff to me are just amazing. I have never seen Derek Huff when I was watching Dance with the Stars. I was like, he's so flawless. He he's like incredible to me. Um, there are many ballet dancers. Um, that are really incredible, but I think more people you know would know today would be, um, gosh, there's so many choreographers. I mean, Andy Blank and Bueller who choreographed In the Heights and Hamilton, amazing. Um, they're, they're just, I, there are so many amazing dancers and so many amazing choreographers. I could just do a whole show about it. Matter of fact, Jerry Mitchell, um, Lee Martino, uh, Desmond Richardson, um, Debbie Allen is still doing it. Uh, the contribution of, of gifted artists in the, in the world of dance just keeps expanding, expanding. There are so many great choreographers right now. Um, Do you think it is easier or harder for a dancer to make their way today than it was 40 years ago or so? I, I would say it's both. I'm glad that's a great question too. It's, there are more projects to be in. Okay. So it's easier in that aspect because, you know, hey, when Hamilton was a big hit or Dear Evan Hansen, they sent five companies out. When I started, I was on file for Evita on Broadway and of course line on Broadway. And that was it. There was the Broadway company and maybe the international tour or maybe one road company. And when Chicago became a big hit, they sent five companies out. However, there are more people vying for those positions as well. There are more trained dancers. So I judge these dance competitions. The, I gotta tell you, Mark, headliners, we give out scholarships too. The first time I went to a city was Seattle and they stopped and, and she's like, I need a meeting with you, Judge. She's like, Gary, what are you doing? You were scoring these dancers too high. And I was like, those dancers are flawless. She's like, I assure you they're not flawless. And I was laughing because um, 
they were flawless, Mark, and, mm-hmm. and they deserve the scores I was giving them. It's just that they they had within the competition want, you know, to, I don't know what they want to do, but I'm like, I'm going to score the way I'm going to score based on what I'm seeing on the stage. People are better trained today. So what is the job outlook? Well, you better be good. 